You, monster, we've trekked a thousand miles across starless seas, blighted mires, and forests without end, all in seeking you to ask you a question. What are you looking for in an apartment? Would you be a good Cub Scout leader? Can I ride you, or would that be disrespectful? Should I invest in subterranean realty? Do you find it sexy when I T-pose and spin in a circle? Every episode of Finding Monster Right has us asking questions like these, about monsters from folklore, pop culture, and our own world. Join us as we meet alien allies, cryptic comrades, and friendly fiends. After all, it's not just a show about monsters, right? Right. Finding Monster Right. We found you, now you find us. Hey listeners, it's me, Sybil. So, Penny is out for the day doing, I don't know, something boring, I'm sure. And I divined her computer password to edit this into the latest episode of The Gorgon Show. Why? Because I had a vision, of course. When the gods tell me something, I pay attention. The gods introduced me to this fantastic podcast that I've become pretty much addicted to. It's called Of Mice and Men and Monsters. It's an actual play podcast, so you're listening to folks playing D&D. But more importantly, it uses settings from classic literature. The GM is a high school English teacher, and she must be a great one, because she makes these literary worlds just sing. The players have already come across Frankenstein, Moby Dick, Robin Hood, The Count of Monte Cristo, Oliver Twist, Robinson Crusoe, and The Great Gatsby. And come on, if you like a classic like a Gorgon or an Oracle, you know you'll love these stories. So check out this trailer, then go listen to the show. That's Of Mice and Men and Monsters. And you can find it on all the major podcast platforms. We'll also have a link in the show notes of this episode. Unless, of course, Penny figures this out and stops me. But she won't. I'm pretty sure I would have seen that coming. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears! Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Are you rolling? Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Sometimes they see a mermaid with legs and the stuff that comes with legs. And let me tell you, I've talked to my mermaid friends and they end up with a lot of questions that they don't want to answer. Hi, you're listening to The Corgan Show podcast about being a monster in a human world. I'm your host, Penny Cephalonia, and I'm a Gorgon. We have a question from one of our listeners, everyone. Yay, listeners! They're like the best! Yep, they're the best, because listeners equal sweet advertising moolah. No, Forbes, it's not about the money. It's about listeners getting to enjoy my music. Hiss, 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 hiss! We have many wonderful listeners monster and human, and we appreciate them just for being who they are, don't we, snakes? Yes! Our very first question comes from human listener Curiouser and Curiouser, who asks, Do you put little sleepy hats on every snack before bed and brush all their teeth? What a delightfully whimsical question, Curiouser. Oh my gods, I want sleep hats! No, Zappa, I think that might be a bit much. So, no, Curiouser, I don't put hats on their little heads. But we do practice good dental hygiene because snakes with healthy fangs are happy snakes. 
They do not need their teeth brushed, but I frequently inspect their mouths for signs of breakage and oral disease. And we make an annual visit to a veterinarian who specializes in snakes to get a checkup. Remember that nice vet that gently cleaned your plaque buildup because you'd been eating too many donuts? Donut! I know, visiting the vet isn't fun, Duncan, but it is important. Thank you so much for your question, Curiouser and Curiouser. Please feel free to ask more questions, listeners. Follow me on Twitter, at Gorgon Show, and ask me your questions there. And while you're there, tell me where I can find tiny sleeping caps, just in case I might need them. Sleep hats! Sleep hats! Sleep hats! Okay, I regret my choices. But I don't regret telling you about one of our wonderful advertisers, and then introducing today's guest. My podcast is produced by myself, my snakes, and my roommate, Sybil. But I dream of having a staff of talented monsters to help create quality content for you wonderful listeners. And when I am rated higher, I'll use Full Moon Recruitment Services. If you are an employer, Full Moon will find the perfect employees for your company's needs. Simply describe the position you need filled, click when the moon is full, and they will hunt down the perfect monster for the job. And that monster won't have a choice but to work for you, because an army of werewolves will drag them to your office. That part of the service is free. Biting your new employee and turning the nem into a werewolf does cost extra, though. And that's only recommended for companies that offer good health insurance. If you are a small to medium-sized monster business, Full Moon Recruiting will sniff out the help you need. Post a job at the next Full Moon and be sure to mention The Corgan Show to get two employees hunted down and dragged to work for you for the price of one posting. Please welcome our guest, Uska, a Selkie. Am I pronouncing that right? Yep, it's Uska. Lately I've been going by ooh, though. Ooh, and, and you pronounce it like ooh. Like, ooh, like, like there's some kind of, like, I'm trying to bring back the mystery in my life. And so I think just by, like, coming in with, like, the almost onomatopoeia, it's, it's kind of really, it hits you. Oh, that is, that is so fun. You know, I don't know if I've mentioned this on my podcast yet, but the name Penny is, is actually short for Serpentia. You know, serpent. My, my parents were not, well... Not original when it came to naming me, but I still appreciate it. So, hooray for cool names. Ooh, I like that. See, I thought when when your name was Penny that you you're named after you know the one cent piece, but oh no, that's also good. I'm I'm at least a quarter. Hee <laughs> I I'm I'm worth at least twenty five cents in human currency. That was a joke. I think the humans call it self deprecating. Anyway. Ooh, oh, I'm going to enjoy saying your name this podcast. Welcome so much to The Gorgon Show. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so, so much for inviting me. It's not too often I get in front of a microphone. They don't operate well underwater, so I kind of try my best. I, I really appreciate making you, uh, ma- that you made accommodations to, to be on my podcast. I know it can be difficult sometimes going between the the world of land and water. But for, for any of our listeners who are not familiar with what a Selkie is, whether you're human or a fellow monster like me, what what do you want humans and fellow monsters to know about Selkies? Well, I'm glad you asked. So as a Selkie, half the time we spend on this planet Earth, we spend as a giant seal. And that's what I am right now. I'm a giant seal. I, I happen to be an elephant seal. And uh, I'm a I'm a pretty big elephant seal too, and we exist in the ocean. And sometimes wanderlust gets a hold of us on on special nights, um, solstices, equinoxes, things like that. And during that time, we we shed our skin, we 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 tear apart ourselves, and we become human for short periods of time. And then we put back on our skin, and uh, and then we're we're seals again. Wait, wait, you you shed your skin. Well, okay. Shed is a bit of a misnomer. I'm really sorry. What I meant to say was we tear off our skin. Yes. Oh, 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 that sounds, that sounds intense. Does, does it hurt? Is that rude to ask that? No, hang on. You don't shed? Aren't you, aren't you full of snakes? Don't they shed? Um, um, we prefer the term molting. 
Yes, thank you. Oh. Thank you, Johan. Oh my god, molting is kind of fun because it's like you have no idea what outfit you're going to have on underneath like your original skin, but it actually winds up like being the same like like outfit really. So it kind of can be disappointing sometimes, but I always have hope. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Zappa. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Yes, my my snakes do molt and it can make my life quite interesting, but it's not really tearing is not what happens. Would would you mind explaining tearing your skin off? Yeah, oh, it's actually pretty easy. We just kind of, you have to find the right spot. I think mine's around here. And then I'm just gonna do a little bit. And then I can just. And there we go. Oh, that. that I hope that sounded... came through the audio. Yes, I'm, I'm a little glad that I'm not doing a, a video of this right now because I think that might um I think the term might be wig out some of of my listeners but oh my my goodness gracious that does look and sound intense I don't you know I it's it's but it's just part of who I am it's you know when I go see the humans which sometimes the selkie term for humans is single skins uh because they don't really uh they don't really change that much um <laughs> We don't we don't really know like why they do it like they wear they wear clothing and 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 clothing is is uncomfortable like wh why would you do that when you have a perfectly serviceable skin that always fits you like a glove when I wear mine I can swim in the water I can be free and humans put on clothes so they they can be at places I I don't fully get it but I've lived enough as a human that I'm kind of used to. It, but it's it's very stuffy and I don't I don't particularly like it very much. So so you're very you're very proud of your own skin. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I, uh, selkies are, we're, we're proud folk. We, uh, we spend a lot of time amongst ourselves, but, you know, sometimes we get curious about other things and wander off. I, I, I think that's absolutely wonderful, Ooh. As for clothing, there, there are days where mm, I regret my choices in, walking amongst humans and and I know that I have not made, you know, the best fashion decision for that day. Uh, but I'm not quite sure why humans wear the clothing, but I do simply because I don't want to be arrested. And and I've been told yeah. that in most human habitations, with some exceptions like oh Portland, Oregon, you have to wear clothing or else you're going to have a very bad day. Oh yeah, that's definitely the, the way their society works is so backwards i don't understand it and they're also like married to the idea that they have to get dressed and go to work and make money so that they can go back home and then do it all over again it's awful it's restricting it's not fun you can't even hold your breath for long periods underwater why would you even do any of it? i don't i don't understand it I, I love humans. They're very fun, but like I don't understand them at all. I, I feel the same way sometimes. I'm I'm quite fascinated by them, and and I love my human friends. But but sometimes they really do make me stop and just go, what the fuck? So yep, silky. This I really I'm so blown away. I had no idea that you tore your skin like that. That's absolutely remarkable to me. But you as an individual. What, what would you like our listeners to know about you? Ooh, the individual Selkie. Well, um, I'm actually back in the ocean after several years on, on land. I was in this kind of like long-term relationship with this human man. And it was getting kind of old, mostly because he found my skin after I was frolicking on the beach. And so I decided to spend some time with him uh, to get my skin back. And, uh, and... After all that time, I was getting kind of bored, and I finally managed to find it. I put it in his sock drawer. I grabbed it, oh. I ran out to sea, and now I'm back, and I'm playing the field again, and I'm on the prowl. Oh, oh. You know, humans have these dating apps on their phones. I, I don't know how waterproof phones have gotten, so I can't really say I could recommend a phone to you since since you're underwater oh, now but I, I have i have one i've been using um i've been using bubbler 
Oh, okay, good. I'm I'm not so yeah. familiar with dating apps for monsters. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh yeah, it's 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 really wonderful. The problem comes is when you when you're trying to date like aquatic monsters, it can get a bit confusing with some of the monsters who spend more time with humans. Mm. I ran into a problem recently um, where I wanted to try dating more aquatic things. And let me tell you, if you just go on a dating app and you search for otters, you're not going to find what you expect to find. Oh, <laughs> um, and if you ever become interested in terrestrial creatures uh, again, um, you might not find what you expect if you search for bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so, ooh, what's a day in your life look like? You know, an average day. For Ooh the Selkie. Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, most of I've been doing a lot of deep sea diving lately, just kind of really getting to explore. When when it gets dark, you really get a chance to kind of examine yourself what you want. And you can also find like little bits of like decomposed sea kelp that are particularly delicious. I've also been um, kind of trying to hunt different species. Seals are carnivorous, so we do like our meat nice and red. Um, I've taken a, a, quite a liking to penguins. I've actually been kind of going around the, the southern coast oceans as well. And uh, they're really fun. They make lots of fun noises and you just kind of snap them up. Oh, they're, like, they're, a, they're like a Big Mac then, of penguins. Like a Big Mac oh. of penguins. They're actually, they don't, ta- I was expecting them to taste like, like human Oreos, but they don't. Which is a little bit of a shame because I, I do like human sweets. They, they make a lot of sense. But I'm going to be honest, no cream filling. It's all blood. So penguins, okay, I just want to be clear. Penguins do not taste like Oreos. I never thought... No, they taste like meat and blood. Okay, well, you know, they are are living creatures. So that makes a strange kind of sense. So you hunt... The penguins. Do you do? Do you do any preparation, or it sounds like you eat them raw? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not like I can cook them underwater. Like I know, I know humans like to heat up their food to like safe temperatures and all that stuff. Yes. But when I'm when, when I've got my when I've got my seal skin on, I'm, I'm relatively immune to that sort of thing. Oh, it's I'm a so lot, curious. They're a lot easier. To, they're a lot easier to eat, and they're a lot more fun to eat. They're a lot stringier. Mm. Have you ever eaten penguin in? While you're in human form, no, the penguin's not in uni- human form, because <laughs> that doesn't happen that we know of. But have you ever, while you're in human form, eaten a penguin? You know, I th- I thought I was once, and then it just turned out to be duck, uh, which is fine. Oh. Ducks taste pretty good. It's probably the closest thing I could probably imagine. But I, I liked a little bit of extra fat that a penguin blubber affords. It's, you know, especially if you're going to mm. be in the colder climate, it keeps you a lot, uh, a lot yeah. warmer. They yeah, sound no, very um, filling. Mm, very filling. You have to kind of be careful. Like, you eat two penguins, you're going to be, like, out for a week. Oh, oh, that's like like me with, with cheeseburgers. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, we have so much in common. <laughs> so you, you, you hunt and, and you eat food when you're in the water. What else is, like, an average day in your life like? Um, sometimes I'll go and I will beach myself on an ice floe or on a nice rock, and I will make really obnoxious noises all day long. Sometimes it's for a mate, sometimes because I just like hearing the sound of my own voice. But uh, it's it's a great way to just kind of pass the time and kind of make sure that you know that you're listening to yourself. You're you're hearing what you're putting out into the world, and it also really annoys a lot of beachgoers too, which is pretty great. Oh, so so that's you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been to beaches a few times. I was once visiting a place called San Diego, California, and there's this lovely little cove in an area called La Jolla, and, and there were seals on the beach, and oh goodness, oh, they were so loud. I don't believe they were elephant seals, but they were making all kinds of noise and and causing all the tourists just great, great trouble. And, and I was secretly delighted because the people that were there happened to be assholes. And I do so love it when assholes are annoyed. <laughs> you know, that's a really good point, but I have I have some unfortunate news to break to you is that the seals down there are also assholes. They're like, oh. what you're hearing is that especially those down there, those are probably cat calls. I'm going to be very, very blunt with you. They're okay. they're shitheads. I would oh. I would not I would not let them know that you're talking about them. It'll okay. just raise their ego. OK, so basically it was asshole versus asshole. Yeah, it's I mean, it's like nice that you can kind of like pit them against each other, but like Okay, good to know. I'm very glad I decided to go to the beach in Del Mar. Much, much nicer. Okay, so so you like to well, it sounds to me like indulge in selkie self-care. 
listening to mm-hmm. yourself and finding your own voice and, and sharing it with the world. Oh, oh, that's lovely. What, what else yeah. do you do on your average day? Oh, um, well, I mean, that's mostly it, but I can, I mean, I can talk a little bit about my human days when I'm, when I spend time on, on land. Oh, absolutely. Please. So every couple every couple of years, I you know I get some wanderlust. Sometimes somebody you know steals my skin, hides it away, and then I'm like, okay, you have to give it back. Um, and they don't, and it kind of turns into like this little sort of back and forth argument. And sometimes we end up in a relationship. Sometimes I call the cops on them. Usually, though, I don't have to do a whole lot. My human form is is very pretty underneath the uh, underneath the elephant seal, though not quite as pretty as the elephant seal. And most of the time, people just buy things for me all the time. Oh, wow. That that doesn't happen to Gorgons. Oh, I'm kind of jealous. Oh. <laughs> I would expect you to have a lot of nice things, like a lot of nice, like statues and things, keepsakes, things that people oh. left behind. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've I had some statues in my life. We, we don't talk about all of them. And I do have nice things. And you know what? I, I worked for them and I got them. But I must say, no shade on you. If people want to give you things, go for it, girl. Mm-hmm. So that's so what, what kind of things do do people give you? Um, well, at first, usually they start with a whole bunch of things. Like they give me human flowers, which never taste good. I don't really fully understand that. And then eventually they figure out that I like like rocks and pebbles and things. And they start giving me like mm. shiny ones. And, and then like some of them are worth a lot of money and some of them aren't. And I haven't fully figured out why because they're all just shiny rocks. And they laugh when I like put them in my mouth to kind of see how they kind of taste. But they also sometimes they come on like little loops and things and I can kind of wear them on parts of my body. And it's really fun. Uh, I don't like clothing, but like that, like rocks, I get rocks. And that's the kind of cool thing about being human is you can just decorate yourself with all sorts of human garbage all the time. Yeah, it, it goes with their whole thing about clothing. They're very big fans of adorning themselves since they don't mm-hmm. have. I, I mean, I've thought about this a lot. I'm not sure why, um, but because they don't have snakes on their head or or beautiful seal skin or like a Sasquatch's soft, soft fur, perhaps they're a little jealous of us. And so they adorn themselves with clothing and, and these rocks that, that you speak of. That's called jewelry, by the way. So many humans oh. have so many wonderful pieces of jewelry. I, I'd love to talk with you sometime about what oh. some of those rocks are called and, and maybe suggest you don't ingest them fully they can really mess up your intestinal tract yeah one time i had to do that i had to go to a human doctor it was very uncomfortable oh yeah yeah it's not it's not pretty speaking of things we don't speak of they had to take like a oh you would know about this they took a kind of snake and they wound it down my throat to kind of look for it oh oh yeah that that was not um a snake like what a gorgon has but i do believe humans call that process snaking when someone snakes a tube down a thing hey, you know like anytime someone talks about snakes i'm just saying we should get paid N- no no forbes forbes no you don't own the term snake i'm sorry anyway snakes thank you very much i'd like to continue talking to my guests now remember i will buy you donuts if you're quiet for the rest of the interview so, so let's talk a little more about your interaction with humans. Like, what they they give you things, that, but but yeah. they steal your skin. If I ever saw any yeah. kind of skin lying on the ground, I would fucking run. But they pick up your skin and put it in their sock drawer. Why? I don't know. It's partially because it's really gorgeous. Like, you know, it makes that sound, but really, it ends up looking like a human fur coat. Which again, I don't know why oh. they don't just grow their own, but it, it looks very luxurious. It's um mm. it's it's very nice and warm. And so my first thought was maybe that. And then it turned out that some of them might want to like just steal it just to kind of keep me like like just to keep me in human form. Which is really bizarre. Like I don't know, like if I was a human and I saw me as an elephant seal, I would take me home and let me sit in the bathtub and honk all day. Hmm. That is that is that is how I expect them to act. But no, they just they want me to be person form. You know, once once they kind of do that, I have to kind of like readjust. It's you know, it usually takes a couple days to kind of like readjust to the process hmm. of walking around land, interacting with people, not screaming at folks that I see on the street. And eventually, um, I kind of I kind of fit in, and and I you know I make connections. I get a human job, and usually I don't have to be that good at it. People just kind of like let me 
do what I want. And then eventually I, I end up looking in a sock drawer, going to the lost and found, and I'm like, ah, it's my coat! And then I put it on and I go back in the sea. Oh, I, I do love my human friends, and I am fascinated by humans, but they can be very specious sometimes. So yes, they do prefer yeah. to be around other humans, but mm -hmm. even even when they're amongst each other, they prefer to be around humans that look like themselves. It's it's quite it's quite. I've always found that kind of odd and sometimes mm. troubling. But mm -hmm. oh oh my good, they 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 just want to keep you as a human. They they really don't appreciate your seal self, do they? No, they don't. And and that's that's why a big reason why I'm trying to kind of explore and I'm trying the more aquatic dating world right now because the 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 humans they don't really see the real me. They see they see another human. Sometimes they see a mermaid with legs and the stuff that comes with legs. And let me tell you, I've talked to my mermaid friends and they end up with a lot of questions that they don't want to answer. So we're all looking towards the sea right now. Okay, I really can't say I, I, I blame you. Well, one of the things that bugs me about my humans is um, they sometimes, they, they want to touch my, my snakes. They, oh. they, they can be so rude. I try to chalk it up to innocence, but yeah, they can be really annoying sometimes and not appreciating our full monster selves. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and that's and that's something I'm really looking for in in an aquatic partner is just somebody who doesn't make a big deal out of those sorts of things. Yeah, and and human listeners, you know I love you, but should you ever meet a mermaid, if they want to share personal details with you, then please listen with an open mind. But don't be asking about their mermaid parts. That's right, humans. You know, if you saw the movie Splash and you think it awakened something in you, maybe talk to a real mermaid first and then maybe kind of, you know, figure it out from there. I, I was, um, I was younger, he, but I remember when that movie came out in a theater and, and I did not have any mermaid friends at the time, but I do remember hearing from the mermaid community that, um, yes, it was not the most accurate depiction of their full selves. So humans, do some research, but also be mindful of, of asking questions that are too invasive. I, I think, speaking as a Gorgon, I'm more open to a human who is obviously open-minded, and then I, I'm happy to share with them details about being a gorgon but they they kind of have to gain my trust first does does that make sense yeah um it's it's definitely like there there is a, a sort of feeling that you get when you like meet a compatible partner and they just kind of like they you have the ability to drop your guard around them and be a little more authentic rather than you know trying to please those landwalkers single skin folk there's just there's just too much to explain and then you never know how they're gonna take any of it right and you know humans amongst themselves i i wish that they would be more open and honest with each other and feel safe to be open and honest about their full selves there's really uh -huh. not much different between monsters and humans sometimes you know i'd like to keep that distance we all just want to be ourselves that is true, although I don't really like to be confused with a human that much. No, but but whoever you are, you want to be able to be your full self. Yes, yes. If you like being a stinky, weird human with a single skin, you should be a stinky, weird human with a single skin. Okay, they're not all stinky. <laughs> mm, I don't know. They don't smell. They don't smell nice to me. Sometimes I tell them, you know, why don't you just like roll around in dead fish for a little while? Like that'll really get my attention. But they all think I'm joking. Like, they're are they that opposed to like trying to smell good? How do they? Um, get, I don't. I don't understand how they do mating sometimes. I I couldn't tell you because well, like I encourage humans to. Watch it with the invasive questions. I, I too can be a little reluctant to ask for details, even though I am so curious sometimes about how they do the things that they do to make more humans. Um, but I know I have the same olfactory senses that a human does. I look like a human with snakes on their head. So I, I will say that, well, we have different approaches to smell 
you and I, I think it's safe to say things that might smell good to you might not smell good to me. For example, the, the penguin house at the local zoo. Oh goodness, that's, that's not a pleasant smell for me, but I'm going to th- assume it smells like a diner me. to you. It's like, it's like when humans, it's like when humans walk by a burger place and they're Mm -hmm. like, Ooh, you smell that. And I'm like, it smells like burnt, but they really like it. I don't get that. Like I would rather like, sometimes I would go and walk around fisheries and things like that. And oh my gosh, it's like this, this one time I watched a human go through a botanical garden and that was okay. I could, I could tolerate that, but they were like, Oh, it smells so beautiful. And I'm like, okay, it's plants. I don't know. Most of them aren't edible. I don't really get what the big deal is. Just just think of them as 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 kelp that grows on land. Yeah, yeah. I've eaten yeah. I mean I've eaten some human vegetables. They're some of them are pretty good, pretty good. I like the It really ones. depends on the preparation and the amount of butter and salt you put on them. But that's mm-hmm. just me. <laughs> we all have our, our <laughs> favorites and they're all okay. Mm-hmm. So has your kind ever been we we mentioned mermaids and how they've been depicted in in movies have your kind ever been depicted in in movies or or on television well we haven't really been too much in movies and television we're mostly like a folklore type Hmm. so we're we fly a little under the radar in fact a lot of people get me confused for a mermaid which is fair they want to know where my fins are i'm like oh i left them with my skin and then they get weirded out Again, don't really know why. But no, we, we're mostly just in folklore and in, in I've, I've seen some some books and comics and smaller media things. People, um, I, I, I make an effort to look out for things that are, are like me. And there's some very cute things. Usually there's some kinds of like cautionary tales and to not mess with seals. But really, it's it's it, I think of them as tales of, of us attaining freedom and um, I think there's like a real power to that. Sometimes we talk about cursing humans, and that's a whole other thing. We It's all just big talk. I don't know how to curse a human. I know how to curse at a human. I just look at them and I say, fuck you, uh, which is a great <laughs> word that I learned uh, in my last sojourn. Um, it's a lot one of people my use it to too. say, like, I think it means your driving is bad. Mm, but that is one of the meanings, yes. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. It's it's actually a remarkable human word in that it is it can be a noun and a verb and an adjective and and it, it basically it fits all parts of speech and has multiple multiple meanings. Human language is quite remarkable. Oh, you mean mm, that makes a lot of sense. I just thought I just thought men really liked cars and were just thinking about them all the time. Well, that's that's not completely not true. They do like their their motor vehicles, but but then again, they don't have the ability to swim so fast and and gracefully through the water yeah. like you do. And yeah. they are mm-hmm. certainly clumsy as fuck getting around on land with those two legs. Of course, I say this as a bipedal creature myself. Um, we can be quite ungainly. I find watching mm-hmm. seals move through the water to be so soothing. And, and beautiful. Well, that's that's the that's the funny thing too is that I actually have several children who I believe are successful sailors nowadays. I don't know if if, if viewers know this, but the children of Selkie tend to have webbed fingers and are, are expert navigators. Oh. So my kids, whoever, whatever your names are, whoever you are out there, mommy's real proud of you, and don't come look for me. So, y- you interact with humans. Um, do you mm-hmm. interact a lot with other monsters or, or cryptids? Oh, yeah. Um, mostly mermaids and other selkies. Sometimes, you know, hanging with the selks is pretty great. You know, we hang out, we, we party, but sometimes they get a little rowdy. Um, and mm. uh, the mermaids are nice for that because I can hang out with them. And mostly what we do is we sit on rocks and we make fun of people we see. Um, people watching is really fun, especially since they usually don't know what to look for. So like, we're just like, I'm a seal and usually they can like hide behind me or like underwater. And we just kind of listen to the dumb conversations we have. Um, sometimes we hang out like near peers. And the best part is when like human relationship drama goes on near the ocean. That happens so often. And it is it is the best. So, yeah, it's mostly mostly mermaids and, and selkies. Um, sometimes I run into other folks on the land, but I, I don't really super make it a point at that point. Okay. Oh, so, so like me, I must confess, 
We do like that human drama, don't we? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Human oh, TV has so a lot drama. of it, too. It's really, it's really wonderful. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah, human entertainment is just mm-hmm. chef's kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could be another monster or, or a cryptid or, or what humans consider any kind of supernatural creature, what would you be? Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I've thought about it. I do really like being in the water. And I do like on being on people's minds a lot. So I was thinking, like, I heard of these, like, gigantic things that live, like, deep, deep under the sea. And to get to be that and, like, to drive people mad, that sounds like my kind of ideal. Oh, oh, you're talking about the, um, I'm looking left and right. You're talking about the old ones. Yeah, yeah. I've never met any. They seem really fascinating, though. If you know any, please hook me up. I want to see if I can get some some supernatural mind control vibes. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm not even sure if they're actually real or if that's something that that one asshole human made up. But you know what? I could ask my ancestor Medusa if if I ever get brave enough to to talk to her. She's kind of awe-inspiring. I can ask her because if anybody would know if Cthulhu is real, it would be Medusa. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll put that request in for you as soon as I'm able. Oh, wonderful. What is something that, that scares you? What's, what's your worst fear? Well, lately I've been thinking a lot in terms of what I really appreciate about being in the ocean and being free. And, and, and really, I don't want my skin getting stolen again. Um, it, it's bound to happen, and, and that's kind of a scary thing. But that's, that's what really spooks me is that, is that you know somebody comes along and they decide, um, oh, I want this, and they just take it from me because they think it's just some fur coat somebody left there. So my one fear is kind of getting locked back into being a human again. It's not It's not really something... I, I, I like the ability to kind of make that change and be free anytime I need to be. You You should be in charge of your own body, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that, I can absolutely see that being just a terrifying thought. Oh, absolutely. So when you have fears like that, and, and when you look around you at this difficult time in the world, what's something that gets you through it? Um, well, a lot of times it's television. I watch a lot of very trashy human television. Granted, oh, so I, people have told me... Yeah, right? There's there's so much out there. And, and granted, I've been told it's not the healthiest thing. But really, sometimes just sitting down and vegging through the dark times, grabbing like a big old um, like bucket of fried fish or something, like get, just get that good greasy human food. Um, and just kind of shovel it down in there. And honestly, that's how I get through it. Just you just gotta you just gotta live up the excess until you find the strength. To just keep looking for that coat. Hey, whatever works. I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. What, what advice would you give to your fellow monsters? And what advice would you give to humans? Sure. So for other monsters. I think it's really important that we get some, take some time and really get to know ourselves, really make sure to connect with our roots. If you're like some kind of like hunter creature, go out in the night, kill a few humans. People won't notice they're missing. You know, if, if something's part of your nature, relish in it. Don't be ashamed of who you are. Yeah. For humans, don't mess with things you don't understand. Stay away. I, I think that's good good advice. Um, as 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 for humans not noticing other humans missing, I'm not going to say why I know that that's true. I'm just going to say that some humans will notice new statues in their neighborhood, but not notice that their neighbors haven't said hello in quite some time. And I must say that is definitely advantageous to some of us. I'm not going to say who, though. Of course not. Goodness no. Well, thank you. So much. Ooh. Of course. <laughs> Saying your name is just so delightful. Um, Isn't but it? now it's time. Please, please stick around. Uh, if you'd like oh, to see your future, and I, I say this very... Take, take this with what humans would call a grain of salt. Um, it's time to look into the future with my oh-so-delightful roommate, Sybil. Hi, Sybil. Hi, Penny, and Ooh, I love your name, Ooh. Oh, it's pretty you. awesome. I love the Ooh whole vibe you've got going on. 
Oh, thank you. You know, I heard that you call humans, was it one skins? One skins. Or single yeah. skins? Yeah, I tend to call uh, pretty much everyone else uh, two eyes because they don't see with their third eye. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome to be able to see what the gods want to show me. Mm-hmm. And they are very generous in what they show me. Those sound pretty fantastic. Yeah, that, I, I love it. What have I got I, in store for me? I love me? it when Sybil insults well, the fact that I have two eyes. Yes, please, please read the horoscope, Sybil, and try to be less insulting. Although technically you do have a lot more than two eyes with the snakes, but none of them are a third eye that the gods give you visions through, so they're not very useful. Are you saying um, the so, gods ooh. give you the vision and you don't get them yourself? No, it's a, my third eye is basically just what I call my connection to the divine. Oh. So... The way that it works is that I ingest a mind-altering substance to open that way, and then they send me visions of what they think I need to know. Uh, And they, well, they love me, so they have shown me everything I've needed to get this far in life. And, you know, if I need some money, I can just go to the track and I can see which horse is going to win. And that works out pretty well. So, Wow, that sounds really uh, happy. Right? What do you do if the gods don't like you anymore oh i don't know that's never come up i don't see it coming up anytime soon oh okay fair enough i do what yeah. i do just rip off your skin run into the sea it works pretty well oh i'll, I'll figure something out yeah, if yeah. that ever happens but of i course. doubt it will so yeah. anyway um so my role in this podcast is to do everyone's favorite segment the horoscope of course. and As such, uh, I don't give individual visions to people. I get a collective vision for all of a certain sign at the same time. And then that vision is kind of a combo of all of their futures, which means that a lot of the time it's even more like vague and cryptic than a lot of the visions you might have heard of oracles having in stories. Mm -hmm. But... It is going to cover a lot more listeners that way, because if I tried to do it one listener at a time, it would just, it would take a lot more time than I really want to spend in this closet. Of course. So, she gets, ooh, she gets high. What is your sign? shit up. So, so yeah, you can call it visions from the gods if you want, but she gets high and makes shit up. So go ahead and okay. get high and make shit up, Sybil. Yeah, uh, and, and, and share with me whatever you've got later. Ah, well, uh, today I am, I drank some tea made with the bark of a tree that was struck by lightning. So I don't know if it would impact people who aren't oracles and don't have a third eye to connect to the gods. So I don't know if sharing it would be really worthwhile, but you are welcome to try some if you want. I do have some left. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, ooh, what what astrological sign are you? Do you know? I happen to be a Pisces. Ah, okay, perfect. So I'm going to do Pisces first, out of respect for our guest. And the tea is starting to kick in. And the gods are sending me visions. I see a figure dancing on a rooftop, lit by neon lights from all directions. So I don't know if this means that you're going to be coming back to being human and be literally in a city somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I kind of doubt it in your case, because this just screams freedom to me. I mean, this mm. this silhouetted figure just looks very joyful and free in the way that she is dancing. So mm. I think that's a good sign in your case, ooh. I don't um, know about other Pisces. Well, then I'm going to scream extra loud tonight. Perfect. Or, or the beach house has been Blade having Runner. a lot of marital problems, and I feel like it'll just probably exacerbate them. Oh, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think I regret putting you two together right now. Anyway, what's next, Sybil? All right, so it's time for the rest of the horoscopes. Aries is up next. Aries, uh, this is one of the more mechanical ones. These have been popping up a lot in my visions lately. I don't know if it's just time marching on and technology taking over, but this one, it looks kind of like a hippopotamus in like a mech suit. It's kind of steampunk. It's very interesting. I don't know what this means for you all, Aries. Probably some of you are going to get some new kind of techie toys and some of you are going to go on some kind of weird rampage. I don't know. But if if it helps, the hippo looks like he's having fun. Hippos are known for having a great party. Oh, yeah. Do you know any hippos? A couple times. Yeah, Um, they're they're like semi-aquatic creatures. So, yeah, we hang out sometimes. 
Very cool. So maybe, you know, some of those hippos are Aries, and this is just a literal picture of their future. Taurus is next. Taurus, I see a city floating in the sky, but it's also a reflected city. So it's it's sort of mirror image of itself in a double kind of sense. I have no idea how to interpret this, Taurus. I feel like there are a lot of ways that this could go for your future, uh, good and bad. So, you know, good luck. Yeah, good luck, Taurus, with that bullshit nonsense. Okay, what's next? Gemini. Gemini, I am seeing a fossil dig, and it looks like they are digging up a skeleton that is wearing a feather boa. I don't know if the, how far in the future this is looking, so, you know, this might be a long time from now. Sounds pretty fabulous to me. Yeah, it, it is pretty fabulous. It's a very colorful boa. Huh. All right, Cancer. Cancer, I see. It looks like a bed, like with a curtains around it, a canopy, and a homemade quilt. It looks very, very cozy. But in the bed, it kind of looks like, well, this is giving me Little Red Riding Hood vibes. And like, this is the wolf dressed as the grandmother, because there are definitely, you know, big teeth and big ears and all of the, oh my, what big parts you have from that story. So it's a little bit hard to tell if that's supposed to be you, Cancer, and you're going to be, you know, surprising someone by being a wolf in an old lady's clothing, or if that's something you're going to run into, or what this means. But you eat that weird red child. That's how I interpret yeah. it. You should you should eat that weird red dressed child. Okay. Yeah, for, for those of you, Cancer, that that is representing you, I okay. think that taking um, Ooh's advice is perfectly valid. Human listeners, please don't eat your children. Um, as far as I know, that's very frowned upon in human society. Okay, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I, I can confirm do, it. Don't, do not want to be responsible for encouraging humans to eat their children. That kind of stuff is left to the titans, okay? Anyway, what's next, Sybil? And please don't let it involve eating human children. Oh, it doesn't look like it will. Uh, well, maybe. It's Leo that's next. And Leo, I see a piece of newspaper, and it looks like some, well, there's some blood on it. Uh, it looks like someone was using this newspaper to wrap body parts. There is a little bit, like, I think that might be a thumb. So there are definitely some body parts, and they do look pretty human. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no, no, this is, no. No. Can, can, can you have a vision of fields and, and, and flowers or, or something, Pl- please? Oh, close, close. Not quite, but Virgo. Uh, for Virgo, I am seeing a beautiful babbling brook that mm-hmm. is going past a lovely cave. And this one, it looks very peaceful and like you're going to be spending some time in nature. Hmm, that sounds nice. That sounds much Doesn't nicer it? and a lot less likely to get this podcast sued. Okay, what's next? Libra. Libra, I am seeing... This one is very pretty. It kind of looks like a painting. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't know human artists all that well. But it looks kind of like an old man who's looking down, but the colors and everything are running. So it kind of looks like he's melting. And he has too many hands. Or not enough hands. Mm, uh, depends on yeah, how that's, many hands that's you think possible. you mm-hmm. uh, um, Yeah, he has... It looks like about five hands. Yeah, that's a that's a good human number, I think. Wait, hands or no. fingers? Hands. Oh. So lots yeah. of fingers. That's mm. five hands uh, is... No, that's too many. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. Next up is Scorpio. Scorpio, I am seeing... It looks like a baby sitting in, you know, one of those baby chair things with the table in front of them that it's people feed their chair. human children. Yeah, whatever. So there's a baby in a a tall chair, and there are a bunch of knives on the table in front of the baby. This, I don't know, uh, corrupted innocence or impending danger, all kinds of things could come out of this one, Scorpio. Don't trust your lifeguard. Yeah, because they sit yeah. on these tall chairs. That's true. Yeah, could that, be n- no. could be a reference to that for some of them. No, just no, no. And 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 what? Why do the gods hate human children all of a sudden? What is going on? I don't know. Maybe it's the tree that I got the bark from for the tea. Often my visions will have a theme that is somehow associated with whatever substance I ingested. So who knows? Trees, trees, Maybe that tree really tree, didn't like human people children. or human children. Okay. Yay. I'm sure there are trees that eat human children. That seems well within the yeah. reasonable range of reality. Not, okay, not Sagittarius. On, no. Sagittarius, I am seeing a human person and they are, it's like an up 
close vision of their face and they're wearing glasses and one of their eyes has been replaced by a couple of dice. Uh, they look like D6s. That sounds very fashionable. Um, yeah, it kind of no. does. No. I mean, no. I wouldn't be able to call them two eyes, but one eye, I guess, still not as good as having a third. This is more than uh, But I yeah, I don't know what that means. Dice is going to be chance or luck or something like that. So who knows? Good or bad. Capricorn. Capricorn, I see a desert wasteland with a lot of litter in it. So I don't know, maybe you're you're getting a generic vision of global warming, but it doesn't look great. Huh. No, no, no. Mm, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, no I'm dead like, babies. At least global warming can stop. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, really even I don't like it. No. It makes the visions really, really boring. Uh, if I look that far ahead. Mm. All right, Aquarius. Oh. Uh, this is our last one. I am seeing. It looks like a cartoon cat taking a bath in confetti. So probably a good thing. That, I can't think of a negative interpretation of this. No, I, I can't either. Though, Sybil, no, we're going sounds, to have to talk about perfect. the future of the the planet at some point, since you seem to know what's coming. Hem. Well, it's pretty far off. Sybil, you could do that, or you could come hang out with me and the mermaids at the dock later today. How's that sound? Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I would love that. you can use your power to, like, see the futures of couples, and then we can scream out what how they're relationships are going to end as they're ending that sounds like so much fun oh my god i would love that go. i'm gonna get your well actually i can get your phone number from the gods and then i'm gonna text you my information sounds cool let's hang i'm perfect I'm going to um be busy doing something else well thank you so much for having me on penny um you are are so so welcome thank you thank you sybil for the horoscope and thank you Ooh, no problem silky, uh for for letting our listeners know just more about your authentic self. This was really lovely. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners. You know what? Take some time to take care of yourself and and just embrace who you are, whether you're a monster, a human, or just someone with two eyes, which is perfectly fine, Sybil. The Gorgon Show with me, Penny Cephalonia, is a proud member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. You can find us on Twitter at at Gorgon Show, or email us with questions and comments at gorgonshow at faustiannonsense.com. All music in The Gorgon Show is by TJ the Empathic Vampire. You can find more of his work linked in the show notes. Thank you for listening to The Gorgon Show. We at Faustian Nonsense would like to thank our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com slash faustiannonsense and hear me thanking you after our original episodes. Thank you to our patrons who are meeting us at the crossroads. Jules T., Parker, Alec LB, Anthony Ampersand, Jonathan E., David O., Joseph Z., Mark S., J.A.C., Greg C., K.S., and our newest patrons at this tier, Yoshiko A, and Shadow Reaper. And especially thank you to our patrons at the Pod's Best Friend tier. Emily C, Eben RT, Guy Z, Probs Not Hawkeye, Jolene, and Trevor S. Thank you so much. Without you, this would not be possible.